0: This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys.
1: This podcast is made in collaboration with The Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2NJB.com donate. These are highly turbulent times in Israel. Not only are we facing the corona crisis with a health system that's more or less stuck in the 80s, we are also in the midst of a political earthquake that's shattering the entire Israeli political landscape as we know it. Here's a small recap of what's happened here in just the past few days. The Supreme Court ordered Yuli Edelstein, the head of the Knesset, to hold an election for his successor. He refused and resigned, thus causing a constitutional rift if Israel had a constitution. Gantz, the head of the Blue and White Party, decided to cross. His political partner, Yair Lapid, and against all odds, joined Bibi for a right-wing Orthodox government. And if nothing crazy happens, which at this point is just like saying if nothing normal happens, it looks like Bennett, Israel's defense minister, will be left out of the upcoming coalition. And that's just the appetizer. To discuss all this sweet, sweet craziness, We decided to talk to Vivian Berkovich. Vivian served as Canada's ambassador to Israel between 2014 and 2016. She's a rehabilitated lawyer. She's currently an independent business consultant and a columnist for several outlets, including uh, the Jerusalem Post, the National Post, the Canadian Daily, and Commentary
2: Magazine yeah national post is a canadian daily
1: ah the national post which canadian is daily the News canadian be- daily yes <laughs> okay commentary magazine uh, and vivian was also brave enough to uh risk her life and join us today so thank you so so much for that
2: no, I, I, okay pleasure to be here but you didn't risk yeah. your life
1: you don't feel that way I don't
2: feel that way i'm feeling well pretty you will p- in between five and
0: ten days okay <laughs> <laughs> two weeks up yeah. to I'm two weeks five oh, days oh, and uh, 14 days Oh
2: wow. <laughs> nobody told me this was like live comedy hour <laughs>
1: Wait. So you why you don't feel like it's dangerous to leave the house and
2: uh... look? I mean, no. I think if you sort of you know follow protocols and behave reasonably, then no, I don't. Don't make
1: out with strangers. Well,
2: yeah. Don't make out with strangers. Don't go like Damn. you know licking sidewalks. Like yeah. you know, just kind of do.
1: Don't do the normal stuff exactly. that you would do exactly. on a normal day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So is it, it's the end of the world, right? I
2: mean, uh, this is... I suppose as we know it, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Look, I'm kind of a two minds, first of all. Like, so much even in your intro. Forget what you said about me. But, like, there was, a it's like real doom and gloom. Very apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, your comment about our healthcare system here being in the 80s. Well, I invite you to check <laughs> out some other healthcare <laughs> systems because I think it's fantastic here.
1: Relative. Uh, Everything's relative.
2: Well... I think that Israelis actually don't appreciate what they have. Really. It's an excellent healthcare system. Um, I speak from experience here. I speak from experience in Canada. Okay. All right. So all joking aside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you know, this whole kind of like on the one hand, okay, if we have this big serious health crisis, yeah, let's, let's all do our part. On the other hand, it just seems so over the top. It, to me, it just does. Um, like, there are 8 billion people in the world and there've been 20,000 deaths and everyone is tragic, but way more people have died in the last few months from cancer, from car accidents, from all kinds of other things. And the way we've like completely shut down the world, it's just like one panic country after another. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I'm following all the rules guys. (laughs)
0: Aetan, <laughs> its a secret. I'm going to reveal he's on your side. Is it? He? We, he's we outing me. yeah, we all right. argued all day about that. Okay, yeah. we're, and you're like, I—I I feel you're I a think, snowflake. No,
2: <laughs> no, you're, you're the snowflakes. I'm not. A, no, we're tough, man. I—I
1: want to go snowflake. out there and get corona. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well,
2: listen, we we're talking know. about. I normally go lick sidewalks, now I just can't <laughs> do it. I'm holding back.
0: Well, maybe then it, it's one thing corona did good, but. But I don't know, I feel that, um, yeah, well, you can compare it to, to uh, like, to cancer, because it's just getting started, it just, it just begun, we're only seeing the beginning, and it already uh, okay, but here's, slayed,
2: slayed, oh my god, tens of thousands
0: of, of people,
2: uh, um, actually, it's not tens of thousands, I think it's 20,000 worldwide, I think 30, okay, so, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, get, we're getting up the Every li-
0: day, thousands of people die from it. <sighs> and if it, now the beautiful thing mm. is that if the measure, the extreme measures that countries take, mm. will affect the progression of the disease, then it won't kill as many people. And then people, skeptics like the two of you, will be like, you see, it's not that dangerous.
2: Oh, I'm not a skeptic. I'm just like, I deal with facts. <laughs> You know, I'm a pragmatist. Look, how many, do you have any idea how many people have died in the last uh, three months from cholera? Dysentery? Should I go on? Diphtheria? Malarial fever? I have no idea either, but I guarantee you it's way more than 30,000. This is a first world, white people world panic. That's what it is.
0: Because, because people die from these diseases in, in the failed countries. In the Western countries, in the successful countries, well, we like we, China,
2: yeah. Mm, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know about China. I but, don't either, but that's where it but, started. And
2: anyhow, yeah.
0: But yeah, but in in Western countries like Canada, like Israel, we don't have these diseases anymore. And even the flu, which Eitan keeps
2: yeah, bringing do up, the flu. exactly.
0: But you also uh, you know the flu, a and b. You have vaccine for the flu. So, and you have, you have a treatment for the flu. Yeah,
2: yes and no. I mean, you know, the flu vaccines, I'm actually not a big flu vaccine advocate. Um, and believe me, I've had plenty of flu. I grew up in Canada. I lived there most of my life. I, I like, I know the flu. Um, but, you know, it's luck. They pick a strain. Uh, some years they don't get the right strain uh, in the vaccine, right? And so lots and lots of people get really bad flus and some people die. Um, I had a terrible flu last year. And it turned into bronchitis and I wasn't on a respirator, but I had to be put on one of those masks, you know, where you breathe in something that clears your lungs up a bit so you can carry on. Um, and it was really, it was serious and it was scary. What we know, it's a lot we don't know about Corona, but what we do know is that it's from, um, you know, this H1, uh, yeah, the, corona H1 the Corona family of, of viruses. And just you know, for everybody, else, no, I am not an epidemiologist or virologist. No, I do not pretend to are be we. one. None of us are. So, the, just uh, want that out the, there. The Twitter hashtag. Just I'm a, not an epidemiologist. Just, exactly. but. <laughs> just read obsessively, yeah. right? <laughs> and think I by now actually should have an honorary PhD in epidemiology, <laughs> but we'll let that go. Um, the The coronavirus um, it's hardest on the elderly, right? We know that. We know that the elderly, much. Elderly,
0: the smokers.
2: Okay. The which... people who don't follow protocols, like the ultra orthodox, right? Just saying. Um, <laughs> but in terms of you know death or serious illness rate, it doesn't seem to be so out of whack with other viral illnesses that the West copes with. But Italy. So Italy's really interesting. Eh? First of all, you know they have free porn there. Like Pornhub gave like after the first week or something of quarantine, Pornhub said, "Okay, free porn for everybody." <laughs> what seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was another thing where some winery in you know Lombardy where well, where it we all should, closed. I,
0: I, are you jealous in the Canadian ambassador to Italy?
2: No, not at all, okay. actually. Like no, now you... that
1: we can't travel to Italy... I'm then... anti-porn.
2: I'm anti-porn, oh, guys. God. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah that's all right. I was just putting it <laughs> out there had the kind of, you know, cute, interesting fact, yeah. okay? okay. But, uh, and there was a winery, too, in the north of Italy, Lombardy, um, yeah. some small town, and they had some malfunction, and so there was a tap. Did you read about that? Yeah. Like, wine. Wine was just coming out of their taps for a few hours. Yeah. Red wine was yeah. pouring but out of that, their taps.
0: But that's not because of corona, it's just the... Uh... An accident.
2: I don't know. It just happened. But it's kind of cool that it happened during Corona. Look, Maybe Italy, someone
0: sneezed on the So Italy is button.
2: Italy's like, uh, look, it's just, I'm Canadian and Israeli, and uh, it's just starting to hit Canada, okay? Canada was really, frankly, asleep. And they're just starting to get hit with it, and they're reacting, and it's, in my view, a panicked reaction. And I see this every day in the media in Canada. They pull out all these numbers, and it's like, oh, yeah, look at us. We're great. You know, we hardly have it. Like, our numbers are really low. Everyone's pulling out these raw numbers, apropos Italy, and they're saying, oh, wow, you know, this country sucks, this country's great. You can't look at the raw numbers. You have to understand, you know, uh, when the when the virus first entered, um, entered the the system, the country. You have to understand the testing protocols. You have to understand the capacity of the healthcare system. And each country is going to be its own little puzzle. Right. And its own calibration. And so Italy clearly is out there. Um, they reacted much later than most European countries. Um they I'm told, I haven't verified this, have a large number of um Chinese workers in the country, like three hundred thousand. That's a lot. They have lots of elderly. They they have a higher I'm just starting and with the smokers. list. Smokers. And right. elderly who smoke. There you go. And in the north where it started, very bad air pollution which is also um, an irritant like an aggravating factor. So I don't know why Italy I wish it wasn't Italy. I love Italy. I love everything about it. Don't Italy. we all? Right? But Spain and the UK. Well, the UK I think is a whole other kettle of fish. Um, the They're UK They're going in the
0: direction of Italy. Yeah, but they
2: didn't react. It's the same thing. You know? So, they didn't react. So and their initial, you know, the herd immunity theory so they mm. were onto this whole her- herd immunity thing. And then Boris got the virus and things changed. <laughs>
1: not before he said that he went to a hospital and shook all the coronavirus patients. I want to know about it. his
2: hair, you know, yeah. like he, that hair is blow dried and moosed every morning get <laughs> that look. Seriously.
1: You think so? I know it. You think it's
2: order organized chaos? Totally. And died. Well,
0: ah. not every country can have a model for a leader.
2: Yeah. Vivian. I'll just let that go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a substance kind of girl, you oh, know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so well, you I mean, mentioned I, the
0: Orthodox. So that's a big the deal here. Ultra Orthodox. That's a big deal. The, the, tonight they held a funeral in Bnei Brak. Wasn't it last
2: night? Was Another it? one. Was it? It Was last night? Yeah. They yeah. held it last night. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, a few hundred people attended, although it was highly illegal mm-hmm. uh, for a rabbi. Illegal. Illegal. Yeah. And, uh, and they say, like, one of the biggest cities uh, that got the corona is Bnei Brak, the mm. ultra-Orthodox city, and we have a big problem with the, that population. They don't we abide do. to the law.
2: Well, not our law. So what do we do? So, so the thing last night was actually very interesting. Um, you know, there was a rabbi who was quoted in the press saying, yeah, well, if not for corona, like, see, we're being good. If not for corona, there would have been thousands in the street. So, okay. Um, and the police were there, of course, just standing around, leaning on their cars and watching. Yeah, couldn't do anything. Did, no, did not. Chose not. Chose not. Mm-hmm. I live right by the park, uh, Hiercon. For those of you who don't know Tel Aviv very well, it's, it's like you know, the central park of Tel Aviv. And it's beautiful, and it's why we barely managed to keep our sanity living in this city. That place is crawling with cops, and it's empty.
0: It was a viral video of a. Co- I saw that. Yeah, the, 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 Tal- police car chasing a guy inside the park. On a bike. On a bike, and he just fled.
2: <laughs> like one guy alone on a bike, yet they sit there in B'nai Brock and like we're not doing anything.
1: So why do you think?
2: Well, it's not what I think is so obvious. It's what I know. I mean, um, they they clearly have direction to, and they said so today. There was a police spokesperson who said today. Uh, to be present, to let them know they're watching, kind of like they were doing with us, you know, a month ago, but not to do anything.
0: It's worth mentioning that the Minister of Health uh-huh. is ultra-Orthodox, and that's his community.
2: You know, I was, so I've been, for some of the stuff I'm going to be writing about in the next few days, um, doing a lot of uh, interviews and research on that issue that we're just talking about right now. and uh, the minister For a column? For a column, for I mean, I write. I I have a I blog a lot in Commentary Magazine, which is a U.S. publication. Uh, I have a column in the National Post in Canada. I write here, um, and I think I'm going to start my own blog this week. I'm going to launch a site. Uh, I have the the domain Televivian.
1: Nice. Wow.
2: Right. You
0: should do- you do-
2: shouldn't launch a site. You should call sell
0: it.
1: it. Yeah. I'm not
2: selling it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got no not .dot com .dot com was gone. I got .dot org. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, I'm an organization, um, and uh, Re- Rabbi Litzman, Minister Litzman. For those of you who are in Israeli, he's, he's also a rabbi. He's also well, yeah, of course. He does not have his high school graduation diploma um, either.
0: He's got a diploma from God.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's our minister of health, and um, he's been very, very noticeably absent throughout this whole crisis. But there are a few little gems that I think it's worth sort of, you know, commenting on. One was an interview I was sent uh, with him on a religious radio station last week. And uh, the interviewer was saying, you know, hey, what are we going to do? You know, Pesach is coming. How are we going to celebrate Pesach with this, you know, situation? And uh, Minister Litzman said something to the effect of, oh, we don't have to worry about Pesach because... The Messiah, Mashiach, is going to come before Pesach, Shem, and I've learned since that he's been saying that a lot. Which, you know, if he believes that, that's great, but it just doesn't feel appropriate to me for a minister of health to be saying that. And he's been he he somebody I'm speaking to today who makes his vocation he's an academic and he basically uh, studies the Haredim here ultra orthodox, and he said. There's a lot Litzman could have done. He could have um, spoken to the mayors uh, and, and prominent rabbis in all these Haredi neighborhoods and towns and cities, and there are a lot of them, and said, you know, I need you to say X. I need you to put out a communication saying X to your people and they'll follow. And he didn't do it at all
0: throughout all the discussions with Bibi according to what the press said yeah, yeah. he was he always pushed not to close the mikvahs yeah. not to close the Bet- Bet- knesset, yeah, knesset yeah. the synagogues he always and even now are still, still open. mikvahs are still open and it's still allowed to pray yeah. 10 people max outside of the synagogue and they say you know what they say it's it's yeah well the disease is dangerous, but if we are going to be saved, it's only because of prayers. Right. So we gotta keep praying.
2: Yeah, but but sorry, I have to. Like I I have to because just today, apparently, um, what's his name? The rabbi in uh, Bnei Brach, Kozieniewski. K- K- uh, Kanievich. Kanievski, Kanievski. Kanievski. Yeah, the Lithuanian, the rabbi of Lithuanian descent, who's ninety three years old, who uh, apparently, when asked a few weeks ago by his grandson, you know. Should we stop studying Torah? They're saying close the schools. And then he said, absolutely not. It's greater risk to life if we don't pray and study. Right? So apparently today he put out another statement. I haven't had a chance yet to verify yeah. it. But he put out a statement saying, don't even go on your balconies anymore. Stay right. home. They managed to flip him. So my question to him is, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Either is Messiah coming or is like are we not being protected by God or what?
0: Well, he's probably... Kind of late to get religion, isn't it? (laughs) uh, Yeah. No, he's probably, you know, he's 93. They tell him what, you know, they whisper in his ear and he's just, or they write for him. And so it's politics.
1: But, I mean, this is the the question, right? I mean, it's a question of individual liberties. Like, at what point do you draw the line between, okay, this is a public health disaster, we have Mm. to lock everybody in their houses because you know, like, no, or I feel like, uh, sees things. This is the end of the world. If we don't all right. stay put, or, you know, we are, you might not agree with the way that they see the world and you might not agree that prayer is going to be the answer, but this is how these people live. Mm. They, you know, congregate in times, even like this. And they, they want to go out and pray, yes, and they want to go but, out and be at a funeral. So that's their individual liberty. Until right. so they is get the,
2: sick and they don't pay their taxes, and they want to come into my healthcare system. Exactly. Sorry, if they I mean, have their
0: own healthcare system, they can is, do whatever they
1: want. Yeah. Uh, which is why I would say that there shouldn't be a social healthcare system. But that's another th- day. That's another day. I'm but close
2: the, to sixty, and I've had bronchitis. I'm going to get triaged after them. Okay, if a 23-year-old Haredi kid, let's, be, let's, let's do tachos here, yeah. bottom line. Yeah. If a 23-year-old Haredi kid who has violated um, every single public health order gets taken to a hospital and I'm there and I'm a good girl and I pay my taxes, but I'm close to 59 and I've had bronchitis, if, if we have an Italy kind of situation, what do you think is going to happen?
1: No, absolutely. I'm going to be left out. But to die. I'm saying, so I, I'm kind of confused because where, like, you, you, you on one to, hand, you feel you feel like so, it's too far, but on the other hand, you feel like so they yeah. Need to be, but they, I'm not a millennial. I'm not so extreme, okay.
2: right? Like, and I'm, I'm not that ideological. I'm probably between the two of you. Okay. So here's where I'm at. All right. um, I actually, I, I can accept that it's a problem. Okay, and it seems to be a more virulent uh, flu or virus than what. We have seen and experienced before, for a number of reasons, and one of them. And I'm going to just list them because they're important. One is that the virus lodges very deep, deep, deep into the areoli sacs and the lungs, deeper than any of the other viruses. Um, it's it's kind of like a vicious cancer. It uh, there is a longer asymptomatic period. The number of people that each person con- um, contaminates while they're they're infected is much higher than with other flus, and on and on and on. Unclear if it's going to survive the summer weather or not. Usually these viruses kind of die off in the heat. Unclear that that's going to happen here. We see it raging in places that are hot, like Australia and Thailand already. So that seems to disprove that theory. So we may be dealing with a whole new kind of pandemic, you know, ferocity of virus. Okay, so I'm with you on that. But then, because I just want to please everybody, I'm a Jewish mother. Um, But then I stand back and I say, you know, I think that um, where we were a few weeks ago is probably the right place to be, where people were still going to work. Um, If you work in a really, you know, crowded workplace, then you can rotate, have some workers work from home or in an off-site location so that you don't have too much crowding. Work on the social distancing, work on the hygiene, work on all of those things, but seriously, I, like, I think physical fitness is really important. I swim and I play tennis. I can't think of a sport where there's more distance between two players than tennis. The tennis courts are shut down. The pools shut down. You know, a swimming pool is the safest place to be because of the chlorine. So they get to go... I'm sorry, like way of life, I'm not that much of a libertarian. You know, you, we all have to give things up and compromise if we want to live in a broader society. So for them, the trade-off is, you know, you want the benefits, i.e. health care. Um, you can't indulge and engage in practices that are going to result in a way higher transmission um, rate in your community than in others. But I think that the balance and the compromise was a few weeks ago, where, we, where my daughter was still allowed to go to university.
0: Where kids were in school. You just want your daughter out of the home. That's the whole. (laughs) That's it. That's
2: the. But we've gone crazy. Like the economies (laughs) are shut down. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. You've only
1: losing their jobs. People
2: are, and you know what? We're all going to suffer. Like this, really kind of nice life we've all sort of enjoyed. Everyone, are reasonably, it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. And you guys are young. You're going to feel it more than me.
1: But there's one person who's uh, thanking God for this. Who? For this virus. Who? BB. <laughs> no?
2: You didn't tell me it was like Erickson Haddad here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, at least one person finds this funny. Well, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you. I'm just being polite. I'm just being polite. <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, no, he's, I, I've always thought, you know, he's a very serious young man. Or. <laughs> I uh, am very serious uh, man. Very serious. Yeah, we talk serious issues. Look, I mean, uh, BB would have made it work. One way or the other. He didn't need Corona. I think
0: for now, it looks like BB is losing. He would Why? have beaten better off with fourth elections. Psh. No. I think.
2: No, because the public can't. First of all, we couldn't even hold them. How would you do it? In uh, four months, everything is... The public would have been furious. This is great. This Now he's in for another 18 months and there's not a chance that you know he'll bring the government down. He'll make sure there's a vote. Something brings it down in 18 months because Benny sure isn't going to sit in that seat. Right. But BB would have made it. I have confidence in BB. He is absolutely brilliant at this. So, do,
1: do you actually think that this uh, this point in time in eighteen months is going to roll around?
2: No, that's no, what I just said. Not says, a chance. Yeah, ah,
1: it's not going to happen.
2: No, of course not.
0: You you got to work with BB as as an ambassador. Into- uh,
2: work with would probably be overstating it. I mean, you know, I was in meetings uh, when we had um, visiting, you know, VIP like ministers and and the prime minister when I was in office with Stephen Harper, and they were.
0: Uh, they got along
2: very well, yeah. So you know, with visits or other reasons, but like we didn't, you know, hang out and drink beer, right? Yeah. Yet,
0: um. But okay, and let's let's take a step back because mm. the things happened so it, yeah. so quickly. Like it all happened in in in, in ten minutes or thirteen minutes on right? Thursday. It was yeah. crazy. So it started a day or two before, right? When. Uh, you had basically the situation was you had the left, uh, central left part of the Knesset, which was led by Benny Gantz. And you had the right part, which was led by Bibi, right? And the left uh, were going to change the head of the Knesset. Mm. So the head of the Knesset, what? what? Speaker. What's it's speaker. Quite, it's speaker. Yeah, speaker. speaker it, well, yeah. it's
2: important because, uh, yeah, head of a political party, but speaker of the Knesset. It's a specific and very important position.
0: He has power to do things in the in the yes, parliament.
1: Yes, he does. Uh, He's in charge of the parliamentary oh, yeah. agenda, right? Right.
2: Well, the the I mean, it's usually the 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 speaker of parliament because we have a parliamentary democracy in Canada too. Mm. The UK, the speaker of parliament invariably comes from the majority. Okay, whether it's here, it's kind of the majority coalition, or there, it's majority party. Um, but they have a very, very special and important responsibility, which is to ensure that the functioning procedurally of Parliament is fair and even, uh, you know, they're not allowed to favor their party. Mm. Uh, and I think that kind of starts to get to the heart of part of the problem.
0: So the head of the Knesset was you, the editor. Speaker. Yeah. Speaker. The speaker. Sorry. By the end of this
2: hour, you will be saying speaker. Yeah, yes.
0: Okay. And, and uh, Yuli Edelstein from Likud, from Bibi's party, mm. and he's been serving for like six years or something Yeah, like I think that. that's right. Um, and the law says they changed the law about the speaker and the speaker, how speaker is being elected. They changed it two years ago or three years ago. And they basically said the speaker can, you can, the Knesset can vote for a new speaker at a time period between the elections and the formation of the upcoming government. And so Yuli said, you know what? I'm not going to let the Knesset to replace me because he he needs to sign. He needs to sign in order for the vote to happen. So he said I'm not going to let the vote happen because I can. I can I can prevent that. Because they wanted to replace him. Okay. Guns, right? Yeah,
2: you're sort of, you're skipping part of the story that doesn't kind of... Which is, help me out. I'll totally help you out. Um, So everything you said is correct. But first of all, we're into this extraordinary, extraordinarily insane, chaotic period where we're, you know, looking towards, at the time that Yuli's taking this position, we're looking towards election number four. Okay? That's one thing. Um, Why was he digging his heels in that there will be no vote for the... Knesset. There are two reasons. One is that the opposition parties, and there happen to be sixty-one of those, i.e., more than the right-wing bloc, that they were saying we have to um, form committees, various Knesset committees, um, to oversee Knesset business in this period where we don't have an official government, right? Where the, the coalition has not been sworn in. And those committees are powerful and they're important, right? And there was... What was the committee that was going to be deciding?
0: It was the Corona Committee. That's right.
2: It was the Corona Committee, but all of them. They wanted
0: to oversee the, how that's the right, government that's right. functions. Yeah, well, they the, did. And think, listen,
2: we have a very similar thing going on in Canada. But now. they formed
0: the committees.
2: You know, but there were... They formed them. But there was one particular committee... And you don't have to Google it because we have to know it. It's a critical... Anya, Yuli... They,
0: the, the reason they wanted to replace Yuli was because they needed the the speaker to be on their side to bring up laws that would... Uh, they wanted to legislate a law that would say that a uh, prime minister cannot be uh, right. uh, accused in a legal uh, case. Right. Because they want to use that to pressure BB to succumb to their terms. Okay. That was the main reason they needed the the speaker on their side. Okay. And they want to put someone from Lapide's party as the speaker. Right. And Yuli, from all the reasons you mentioned and the reasons I mentioned, Mm. wanted he did a political maneuver Mm -hmm. to postpone it because he said, I'll I'll let you replace me when you're forming a, a government. And he knew that they cannot form a government. Right. They didn't have... It's
2: not his place to make that decision. It's not, and let me tell you
0: why. Wait, but they then they went to Bogats to right. the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, uh, "You gotta." Uh, they said to Yuli Edelstein, the, yeah, the yeah. speaker, "You have to let them vote to re- replace you, essentially." Mm-hmm. And then he resigned. He refused to do as the Supreme Court.
2: Outrageous. So, okay, so let me take. just think. Okay, well, so here here's my take. Um, Yuli's trying he's, he's playing games in my view and he's pushing and by the way I tweeted him directly and asked him to explain to me and he didn't reply so there I'm like I asked very politely very openly no answer he's uh, we all know that the Likud wants to uh, keep BB out of court right and that's what's motivating most of their political moves these days And so quite right, Yuli was under a lot of pressure. I'm not sure he totally agreed, but he was under a lot of pressure from his party um, to prevent that at all costs. And he was stalling and stalling. Then it goes to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court says you have to hold a vote. And he basically gives the Supreme Court the middle finger in a democracy. Now, here's how I look at it until wednesday i thought yuli might walk on water okay and i think that what i'm about to say many israelis would agree right left center everyone brilliant dignified erudite he wanted
0: to be the president
2: yeah but he also is all of those things he's a really i think he was superb in the speaker's role and um, prisoner of conscience in the Soviet Union. You know, I was once in his office when I was in office, when I was ambassador. And I said to him, I made this comment, I said, you know, the best reality show in Israel, I and mean, of course we love reality shows here, I hate them. I said, the best reality show in Israel is the Knesset Channel. And he looks at me like in horror, he's like, what do you mean? I said, I love it. I said, the, the camera, show, it's so great to see like who's schmoozing with who. And, you know, you really get a vibe of what's really going down there. And I don't care what whoever's up at the dais and speaking to the room. I don't care what they're saying. I want to see the kind of, you know, the gossip. And he said, I hate that. He said, I wish that we had had it the way you have in the Canadian parliament. What's that? He says, you have a rule in your parliament, which I didn't know, that the camera can only be fixed on whoever is speaking at the time. So I said, that's why it's so boring and no one watches it. (laughs) (laughs) He said, yes, but it preserves the dignity the dignity and the decorum and the importance of the place. Fair point. He just gave the middle finger to the Supreme Court of Israel. In a democracy, if you don't like a court judgment, suck it up, buttercup. That's just not how we roll. So my first comment is, I I believe on substantive grounds, he was wrong. Can the court invent laws? Okay, okay. If I said that was a, like a stupid question, would you be angry? No, you could say It's a it. stupid question. Why? <laughs> because courts don't invent laws. What they, they do... have to...
0: Be... Their rulings... Do... Don't their rulings have to be based on the law?
2: Okay, so, yeah. And I'll tell you what I've learned. And I've been working on this now for three, four days, which, you know, is an eternity. I should probably have a doctorate in this too. No, seriously, <laughs> trying to kind of anchor, because everyone has an opinion here. Um, And actually our conversation a few days ago kind of got me rolling, you know, so I'm like, okay, I got to anchor this. That's what lawyers do is we anchor every power, every exercise of every power, every authority has to be conferred by statute. All right. Okay. So number one. And then we'll get to the courts inventing laws. Okay. Um, Where does Yuli's power come from? Where does Yuli?
0: The (inaudible) Knesset. No, the people. No.
2: No, where does Yuli's power come from?
0: His his power? Yeah. From the Knesset.
2: From the rules of the Knesset. Yes. And the well, Knesset, for, where do those first, come first, from?
1: First and foremost from the
0: people. Yeah, he's a member of Knesset before he's the speaker. So
2: Okay, but 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 the rules for the Speaker of the House as to how to go about making rules and hold votes and From the people. No, those are f- from the people he's elected, but then he's, once he's in the position, the Knesset makes rules. There are written rules about. Which is
1: a. De- yeah, but it's a derivative of the people, meaning the representatives are elected and then they Well, pass the laws. representatives
2: are elected, then they go to the Knesset, and then they sit in the Knesset, and it's like, okay, now what do I do? And there are protocols and rules. Which that, they Yeah, they everything's write. from the people, which, exactly. Yes. But, but okay. they come from somewhere. You can't just, like, oh, I'm from the people, so here I am in the Knesset, so I'm just going to write rules. You have to ha- take that power from somewhere. Where is that power? It's from the basic law.
0: What is the basic law? Basic
2: law in the Knesset is, okay you know... S-O-D, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Basic law in the... Uh, okay. Okay? Now, the basic is law actually... a version of constitutional... Yeah. It's not, really quite not a, constitution,
0: a constitution, but it's... It's yeah. as close as it gets. It's
2: principles. The statement yeah. of principles. More. Um, and yes, I did review them today. Okay. Uh, and, uh... The basic laws um, in the, on the Knesset are vague, as they should be, and they say, you know, it has to be open and transparent and fair and all these things, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, no specific requirements. So what do you do when you're in a spot and people don't agree and there's no specific requirement or no clearly stated authority or power? What do you do? You go to Bagat's. And you ask them to make things up. That was no. not the case. Hang on, what happened? No, but Guts looks in at what Yuli's doing, and when laws in, in legal systems in democratic countries look to statutes first, okay, and if it's written in a statute, then they interpret the statute and they apply it. But a lot of the time, we don't have that, and stuff comes up, and that's where we go to common law, which is the body of case law, and what we call a reasonableness standard. Okay, this is kind of prevalent in most, if not all, democracies. And the reasonableness standard is just that what's reasonable in the circumstances, looking at the context. And that.
0: But reason varies with
2: politics. Um, yes and no. I mean, I think that the democracies are um, the kind of consensus of the common denominator. Um, more or less. But, and, but,
1: but before we get to the, the fact that reasonableness is really subjective uh, or maybe, it's, it's, not le- maybe subjective. it's less subjective than we would than we would I- in terms of the law, it's less subjective. But you 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 enumerated it as like the third the third level meaning first you go to statute second you go to common law and third you go to well, reasonableness com- well re- yeah reasonableness or is it not this, like
2: that yeah no i think that's probably pretty pretty accurate i mean first yeah if you have a written law that's great
1: but in this case it there seems was like a there lead- was, a, there written
0: was law. a written law that said specifically about the re-election or the election of the speaker it can happen from any time between the elections so the swearing, yeah, to the swearing to the swearing of the government
2: the written law this is like cops investigating cops okay so the Knesset writes the law that they abide by, right? Yes. Okay. That doesn't, that's not how democracy works. Democracy has checks and balances. So the written law is the basic law. Their rules are just that. Their rules are an interpretation of the basic law. All right? So maybe in normal, kind of regular, whatever that is here, times, their rules have worked reasonably well. They're not laws. They're rules. There's a huge difference. But in extraordinary times like we have now, they're not working because they're using and taking a system that is meant to be neutral and politicizing it. It's not healthy. It's not correct. And What if the court is politicizing it? Can't the court politicize it? Of course it can. It shouldn't, but it can. I mean, we're all human. But so then you have ways. I mean, there's... Every democracy has this tension. They have this tension between the courts and the executive branch and the legislative branch, all of them. And it's a pendulum and there's always this kind of tug of war. But I would much rather leave the tug of war to the next round than to have Julie Edelstein stand up and say, I'm not going to follow your, I'm not going to honor, respect, follow your decision, Supreme Court. That's anarchy that's dictatorship, but- and we know that <laughs> the Minister of Justice has made outrageous comments for months about the court. Other ministers, Mickey Zohar has been out there. There's been a whole whack of them trashing the judiciary, trashing the justice system. This is not cool. It's not healthy politically. It's not healthy, um, you know, from the, from a any any sort of important measure in a democratic society. And you're thinking, wait, so the Supreme Court totally politicized this, and so Yuli was right to give him I the just finger? just say agent. they
0: have an agenda.
2: Of course they do. All courts do. Everybody has an agenda. But you do not do what he did. And it shows in the first decision. The second decision was wrong. They were overreaching and political. The first decision, I believe they were right legally.
1: Can you Can you explain to us what those... The two different decisions.
2: Yeah, the first decision they said uh, you have to hold a vote. You know, Ah, you have to you have to hold a vote for speaker. Um, Then he resigned. Yeah, and then they said um, you can't wait
0: forty eight hours plus. Plus, you have have to put
2: person X in.
0: Yeah, you gotta.
2: But I mean, the truth is, person X was going to be in anyhow, right? It wasn't really interfering. So, but I just think that
1: wait, can we explain that you can't wait forty eight hours?
0: You explain it. Yuli said, okay, I'm not gonna he. On his, He thought that it it won't be counted that he didn't listen to the court if he resigns. But then he Mm -hmm. said, I'll buy time by resigning because it's 48 hours and then it's Friday. And then until the Knesset reconvenes, it's Monday. So I bought a a week. So the Supreme Court said, no, no, no. You may resign, but you got to have a replacement today. That's the second decision.
2: Right. And Yuli says, I'm going to resign, but in 48 hours. Huh? What? Why? We know why. Because he knew that they were going to have some sort of deal worked out with with Benny in 48 hours. I mean, I think they're all playing a really um, unseemly game. I think they're playing with um, basic division of powers in a democracy. Um, Let me ask you a question. And it's just wrong.
0: What if the Knesset, after all this, Mm. were... To legislate a basic law yeah. that says that definitively the speaker can be uh, elected uh, at the time that he is fit between the elections and the sw- the government being sworn like the same no. the same uh, the same power. thing but but as a basic law they. Technically, they can do it. You agree? Technically, they can legislate a basic law.
2: Well, okay, right?
0: So So then you say we'll we'll take it to the court, and the court will say it's it's an illegal law, right?
2: Well, first of all, that's not a basic law. Like to start specific, that is so kind of drilling down, granular. To start saying the speaker can do this, but if the
0: Knesset wants it to be, they represent the people. Let's say they want it beyond any. That's the. Biggest, most important thing for them. Right. How can they make it happen if the court says it's...
2: Well, maybe they shouldn't have this, um, you know, absolute power over the Speaker. That's why basic laws are... Maybe prin- the
0: court shouldn't have absolute power.
2: They don't. That's why basic laws are principles and stated as such. Does it make any impact on you that Ruby, President Rivlin, um, was clearly outraged by this? uh No?
0: No, okay. he's very he's a very political person.
2: Everyone's political, yeah, exactly. But he's also, I think, very reasonable. He's not extreme. He's, he's not inclined to extremes. Isn't,
1: isn't a, I'm wondering if one of the issues that I take with the Israeli courts is that mm. there's the and I'm asking you this as a lawyer because there's no uh, there's no principle of standing. Meaning, when this decision was uh, was made the the representatives from uh, the opposite side of the aisle were able to go to the Supreme Court straight away. Right. I mean, there's there's no need for a certain individual to be hurt and to bring claims against another individual right. like in in the United States. Is right. that not a problem in Israel that that you can immediately go to the Supreme Court? A huge problem
2: in my view. I mean look I' I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert on process in Israel, legal process, but uh, that's one of the first questions I had you know, several years ago, um, it's chaotic. And that was changed in the 80s, I believe, I was reading recently, um, where they really opened it up so that anybody could go in, um, which is why you have, you know, everybody and their brother going in, you know, at the last minute to, to bring this application and that application. I mean, I think it's an inappropriate use of a Supreme Court, but maybe that's something, you know, we'll set up some kind of, you know, commission of inquiry and everybody can come in and have their say and, you know reform all of it, mm-hmm. like a lot of these institutions you know they the state's been around for seventy years these institutions they they become brittle they 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 're frozen in time and they don't really respond to what we need them to do and and it 's not just here this challenge between you know the tension between supreme courts and the legislative branches
1: so but I wonder why because I think from the the way I see it is that mm. Julie Edelstein saw himself uh, and and I, I do like I do speculate about the different interests that might have been in right. his head, right? Which is all you can do, speculate, because you can't really yeah, yeah. read someone's mind. But I think, okay, so there might have been keeping BB out of court. There might have been just general interest, self-interest for, you know, his position and the party's position in the politics. But then there's that, like, maybe he saw that he's standing. And as you mentioned, he's very dignified and he was Fairy. a conscious prisoner in the, yeah, yeah. uh, and, maybe he saw himself standing at like a crossroads in democracy where he is holding off the Supreme Court from overstepping their... their... Oh, he does.
2: I was I was reading, um, don't know where, but uh, again, in the last few days, and he went on about, uh, it was an interview uh, somewhere, and he went on at length in, uh, about Macaulay how... Sean? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I read the translated version. Oh, okay. And, uh, and he was going on about how Uh, outrageous the Supreme Court's uh, decision was or order and um, he said I haven't broken a law well that says a lot to me and one of the things it says with all due respect and I mean that sincerely no sarcasm to Yuli is that he doesn't understand how the law works because it's not just about breaking a law like thou shalt not cross the street between 6 and 9 p.m. it's not just about that It's about interpreting basic law, principles. And many of the laws we have that get to court, the most important ones, are about interpretation of principles and not statutes. That's what Supreme Courts usually do. And it may start out as a statute, but it turns into something much broader. And when Yuli says, I didn't break a law, He's like, what are you, you you telling me that there should be a law that says the Speaker of the House can or cannot? You also didn't follow a law. The rules that the Knesset sets out, you know, are are just their rules. They have very little legal standing. They're procedural. They're administrative. And, and are you saying you followed a law? The law is the basic law. And the basic law is very general. And what the court did in stepping in was they said... You're abusing your position for, you're gerrymandering, you're playing political partisan games, and you're frustrating democracy. You are not honoring the will of the people. The majority of the people want a new to speaker, you. or they want an election. They at least want to have an opportunity to have their voice be heard. And who are you? in these extraordinary times to abuse the tremendous latitude that you have as speaker to rig it for your party that's what the court was saying and i would stand behind them a hundred and fifty percent
1: okay so what do you, you could be a good bring liar. it on bring <laughs> it on <laughs> <laughs> you should you should have been a lawyer
2: i know right vivian yeah yeah maybe next life
0: um, but what happened was, because of this ruling, it was a time bomb. Mm. It became a time bo- bomb, the nomination of the speaker. And Lapide pushed his nominee, and got, And Bibi said, if uh, if you guys going to put Lapide's person as the speaker, I'm not going to negotiate with you anymore. He said it to Guns. It was an ultimatum that maybe he would honor and maybe... He and wouldn't. Ga- yeah, we'll, we'll never know. But guns uh, became he was afraid, I guess. He was scared. And he said uh, and he decided instead of appointing Lapite's person to appoint himself so that he can continue to negotiate with Bibi. And it all happened in like 20 minutes. Yeah. And Lapite told him, you know what? Then we're we're done. Yeah. He stormed out. I think
2: that. <laughs> You know, um, I, I read Benny's op-ed today in Times of Israel, and I thought it was pretty empty. What did he say there? I did what's good for Israel. Mm. I know. Very passionate, kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, original. I've, yeah, original, I mean, look, we've all watched Benny campaign now for almost a year. Uh, campaign is a big word for, for what it was. It, we've watched Benny sort of not really make a big impact. Um, Move and
1: say words. Yeah. In kind front of. of a camera. I mean, yeah. I
2: mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. um And, you know, his, well, I'm going to save Israel and I'm going to negotiate. That wasn't a negotiation. That's not a negotiation, what he just had with Bibi. You know, they're all floating rumors now to see how people react, but it looks like Benny's going to end up in Misarachutz, uh, which is a joke.
0: Yeah. Minister of Foreign Affairs.
2: Yeah. Who's going to be uh, security, defense?
0: Uh, Gabi. Gabi Ashkenazi, is okay, number good. two. Good. Because, the ex-chief of Well, ideas. I was just
2: wondering, yeah, so Bennett's out. So if Gabi's in there, that's actually good because he can uh, watch over things because he'll be on every important committee. But for Benny to sort of, you know, present this as some kind of victory, um, you know, that he's in Fear. foreign affairs, which is basically a new, nullified, gutted, thing. gutted ministry that yeah. Bibi's always going to control anyhow. And kudos to him. He's brilliant at it. I think that... Gantz should have had a few bottom lines. One is the speaker, just to make a point. One is defense, and one is health.
0: He didn't want... They don't want health. They're afraid. Well, They're afraid of health.
2: Um, they may be afraid. I mean, nobody actually wants health, but if you want to step up and, and you want to use the yeah. sanctimonious line that you're here to save Israel, then go into health.
0: Just go to show. And
2: we should not have... In this country, we have all these brilliant medical minds and researchers and healthcare professionals. We should not have a rabbi who doesn't have bagrut and who clearly has contempt for public health, based on his, particularly his conduct in the last, not to mention the uh, imminent uh, indictment, but we'll let that one go for now.
0: And the alleged protection of...
1: That's the indictment.
2: The right? indictment.
0: Ah, that's... Yeah, but you can say it. The indictment is not about that. Yes, it is. About Malka Leifer?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. He it's has a few several. Things. He has a few, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's also sort of, Protecting you know, a pedophile. Let's just protecting, just Yeah, protecting a pedophile. Allegedly. Allegedly. Alleged. Um, also, allegedly interfering in uh, the revocation of a uh, uh, kashrut uh, certificate for a restaurant that was infested with, you know, rats and mice and all kinds. Of, but it was like friend of a friend's, you know. I mean, there are a number of allegations that, that all seem to speak to... Um, an abuse of power, corruption.
1: So why do you think Benny did what he did? Like, was it, is it just that he's not an adept politician? Like, what is it?
2: Did what he did, like, like, like basically, basically, why do you think he gave it? As Lapete said, crawled over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, slithered. How, yeah. Is there a word for slithered Now Now's the
1: best time of your oh favorite reality yeah. channel. I
2: know, right? <laughs> no, but he's, he, he's going to be like, everyone's going to be throwing Benny shade in the Knesset. What? No, What's right? hilarious God. is
0: all the press and all the left who idolized Benny yeah. Gantz. And especially the journalists who were so so supportive. Yeah. In a matter of minutes, yeah. they started to bash him worse than Bibi did during the campaigns. I know it was a joy to
1: watch on Twitter. What do you just... think they're gonna call this? Call like, what? Cause you know, there's the Targila La there's Chevron Baron, there's yeah. all these like iconic names. I wonder names. what the name for this is gonna be for the. Because it's definitely going to for have this a coalition, name. you mean? No, for the what for the, the maneuver. For, oh, for the whole, the, oh, I see, I see. B- Benny's What's betrayal gonna be the, of the page? Yeah,
2: I. You know what? I wish. I wish I could come up with it. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like. I'd love to, but I can't. Like, I, I could uh, do it maybe in English, but not in Hebrew. Yeah. Damn. Um, so why do you think he? Why do I think he did it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I can speculate just like, you know, I, any of us can. I think that uh, he's probably not the sharpest political mind. Um, and I think he was uh, just completely outfoxed. Just the and pressure of the that, virus and
1: also... Well, the virus
2: and the pressure within The campaigns his, exactly, ate him alive. Ate him alive. Um, he had no control over all his factions. It was just like, he was probably like, stressed out tired tired and like this isn't good for israel it's not good for benny and it's not good for russia i mean it's weird
1: though because he somehow managed to coalesce this like this 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 yeah like group of factions and and, and, which which would maybe lend to the idea that like he does have some kind of political acumen and then And then all of a sudden it just fell apart. Evaporated.
2: Yeah, I think the political acumen was kind of a lot of smoke and mirrors and hype around him. You had four very talented people. Each one, uh, three of the four, could not or chose not to lead the group for their own reasons. I mean, you know, Gabi has some kind of stuff from his past that may have caused problems, although he's like a leader and has charisma. Um, Bogey has no charisma. Um, and
0: Yair has no.
2: And Jair has
0: military background.
2: Yeah, and so here's Benny. It's more important to be an IDF chief, right? Even if you were one that people questioned yeah. your, your. If you're
0: white and have blue eyes, it's big white, plus. White, blue
2: eyes, six foot two. I mean, come on, you know? Yeah. yeah, IDF chief. I mean, somebody I know very, very close to the group. Um, we were talking about this recently, and uh, this person said, it could even be someone like inside. And they said, look, we all criticize him but he stepped up there is something for for that having said that i think that he'd kind of had a very he's one of those people who sort of seems to have skated you know worked hard surely but skated you know never really had the shit kicked out of him right and politics politics is brutal yeah, You know, and especially, never yeah, say I, just, never. I don't think he, I don't think he appreciated what he was getting himself into. And then once he was in, I think that was like, shit, how do we fix this? How do we end this? How do we stop this? You know, and BB's very charming, right? Brilliant. And I'm sure if you're Benny and there's BB, that BB is a wildly seductive, not sexually, of course, but seductive negotiator.
1: It's too bad Benny he, Guns he... had a head of white hair before. <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been great to do that before and after yeah. picture.
0: Yeah,
2: well, you know.
0: Well, you can look at the wrinkles, maybe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know that he's only a year older than me? Really? really? And this is when you say, you're kidding. You're kidding. Right? I said it. I said it. I said, it. <laughs> said really. Really, yeah, but you didn't seem really convinced. It was kind of really. Yeah. <laughs> well, like,
0: to be optimistic, yeah? you're going to have a government, probably. Like, well, so speak, although let's see, I
2: wouldn't, yeah. You know what? I'm not holding my breath. I'm not, <laughs> it's holding good. My it's breath. not a good time to hold your breath, I, right? <laughs> you <laughs> it ain't good? over
0: till it's over,
2: nope,
0: right? In Israel, you yeah. never know.
2: Yeah, I would, yeah. I mean, have they signed? Have they not signed? Maybe we'll have a government, it would be a good thing, but, finally, yeah.
1: I was okay. thinking, I mean, couldn't it be that he, like, couldn't it be his one lat? like, couldn't it be that he made himself speaker, and now he's going to do a Targil Masriach, like a dirty trick, and he's going to talk to all the old factions and be like, let's pass hey, a Benny? law. Yeah, let's pass a law to to the the original law that they were planning on passing to... On the
0: opposite. Now, Bibi has can do a trick. Yeah. yeah. Bibi I can, think, um, yeah. I think they've... they've Bibi they've has 61 now without without him.
2: They've given up all their cards, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I all think right. that if they'd gone in um, and said, particularly now, um, we want, we want, let's run out. We want a proper minister of health. It would have shut like that. I'm sorry. Well, we can talk about all the other things after, but here's what, this is why I'm crossing over now. Me, Benny. I'm Benny now. This is why I'm crossing over. Year old. It's the Corona crisis, right? And this is just not good. And even if you love Litzman and think he's the most competent in the world, okay, which I don't, but others may, the medical community in Israel, the healthcare community, has come out and said openly what they were only saying privately, he is absolutely not right to lead this very important ministry at this time, and they have no confidence in him. I mean, that's you need your medical community on side, mm-hmm. particularly now. I really believe if Benny had done that, if he'd said this is a covered this is a red line, he would have had the gratitude and respect of everyone. Too late. You didn't call me, you know? he <laughs> should have. Go well, figure. It's <laughs>
0: not too late, Benny, if you listen.
2: <laughs> you think he's tuning in? Maybe. If yeah. you yeah, want but... to
1: dig yourself out of this hole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Benny, do it.
0: <laughs> Just do it. Vivian, thank you so much for coming. Um, what can we plug before we go? Like things that you...
1: All her great content.
0: Right. You're yeah. going to have a website soon?
2: Oh, that. Yeah. Like, this is my sort of you know, yes. shameless self-promotion opportunity. Yes. Yeah. No, I think... Well, yeah, I don't... But You know, sort of like government, like the government. My plan is, yes, launching. I have the website. I have my guy. I have... The domain, I have, even have content. I'm hoping to launch in the next couple of days. Okay. But, you know, busy times, man. Yeah. So televivian.org. So televivian, televivian. d- yeah, televivian.org. And it's just going to be me, as my children would say, mouthing off on whatever.
1: That sounds great.
2: Whatever sort of, you know, <laughs> pushes my buttons that day. And yes. you're on Twitter. I am on Twitter.
0: How can people find you on Twitter?
2: Well, they can look me up. And that would be at... My name, which is like a mouthful, at Vivian Berkovich. Spell um, it. B. Oh my God, Vivian V I V I A N B E R C. If you put that in, you'll find me. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> it's to... Berkovich with an I at the end. Yeah, it guys.
2: goes on. It's a long name. It goes on and on and so... on. So
1: imagine you're spelling Berkovich. Oh, is this my Gal Gadot moment but... where I get to sing "Imagine"? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: no, I'm saying telling the listener: Imagine you're spelling Berkovich. But if you ever say it, she'll kill you.
2: No. Whatever. <laughs> no? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, not... I don't care. Let's <laughs> not get into it. I don't care. Whatever floats your boat.
0: Before we go, we are collaborating with the Jewish Journal. They're at jewishjournal.com. Check them out for great content. They have a coronavirus uh, podcast now or something. Oh, like everybody really? does.
2: Everybody yeah. does. It's a thing. Um,
0: this is
1: now the corona podcast.
0: Yeah. So we've just <laughs> yeah. changed it. All podcasts are corona podcasts. <laughs> Everything's corona. Now. Yeah. It's all corona all the time. Um, so check <laughs> them out.
2: Except the Yeah. beer. Oh, God. I know.
0: Um, and also...
1: And also, israelnationalnews.com, guys. Uh, check them out. They also have a great Facebook page, Arut Sheva. We have a collaboration with them. And, and we accept donations.
0: Please help us out. Go to twinggb.com slash donate and throw some money at us because we do it on our free time. And now we, are, we have recessions in Israel and yeah, we can't yeah. buy
1: food. Yeah, we're very poor. We need money for toilet paper. So, help. <laughs> <laughs> SOS. We're so good at this. <laughs> Suck at it, actually.
0: <laughs> that's it thank you so much for coming thank you vivian thank you stay safe bye guys Bye. bye